Welcome to the BoardGameTables.com podcast. This is episode number eight. We're continuing to talk about On Tour. It's on Kickstarter right now. Today I'm going to talk about the very beginnings of On Tour, the development and design of the game. This is going to be a several part series. I'm not quite sure how long it's going to go now where I kind of walk through what the gameplay was like and what was changed every step of the design process and why. So starting at the beginning, I was looking to design a simple or at least easy to learn quick dice based route building game. The initial idea for On Tour was actually remarkably similar to what the final game turned out being. Um, there's been some key improvements that make it play a lot better, but the core idea has been there all along. Sometimes I hear about game designs where um, where somebody started designing one type of game and through iteration after iteration after iteration, it turned into something completely different, unrecognizable, maybe even nothing from the original design carried over. That's certainly not, not how it was with On Tour. The original design worked a little like this. I printed out a map of the U.S. from Wikipedia, an SVG file that's up there with all 50, all 50 states on it. And the game at this time had four dice and no cards in it. So it was literally just a map of the U.S. I played this, these first versions solo to see if they were any good. It was map of the U.S., two 10-sided dice, and two six-sided dice. The concept of dividing the map into a north and a south region and a west, central, and East region was in this first version. Of course, the region boundaries were a little different because there was all 50 states. The East region pretty much only included states, New England, and then states that actually border the Atlantic Ocean. The 10-sided dice worked pretty much as they do in the final version of the game. Now you would roll, you would roll two dice and you combine them to make two two-digit numbers. You know, six and a seven gives you 67 and 76. That was the same. Um, and this version doubles did not give you a wild like they do now. Wilds weren't introduced till later. If you rolled doubles in this version, you just only wrote one number. You, if you rolled two sixes, you wrote a 66 somewhere. You didn't have to do it twice, but did have to write the 66. No stars. The other two dice were six-sided dice with a color on each side that matched the region. So there was a white side of the dice for the northern region, a black side for the southern region, then a, a purple, yellow, and red for the west, central, and eastern regions. They function just like the, the cards do in the game now. You would roll those dice and that would give you two regions, only two to pick from, whereas the current, the current version of the game gives you three regions to pick from. But the dice did include a, a sixth side, obviously. I've only named five regions. So the dice included a sixth side that was red that would meant any region. So whereas there was no wild numbers in the original version, there were some wild regions, which... Um, are not in the game now. So this version of the game was much tougher on you number-wise. I mean, there's 100 numbers and you have 50 states, so you weren't able to space out things as much as, as you can in the current game. And since there was more states, but also more region flexibility, you had to you had to be you had to work to get the numbers where you needed them because you you knew like you were going to need a number between 30 and 35. That wasn't going to work to put those adjacent. You had to to have everything spaced out. So this version of the game was much more puzzly. Um, it was kind of cool in that regard. And I think there's probably a handful of people out there that would actually prefer this version of the game. I mean, it was a real riddle almost sometimes. Um, so, and in a way it was kind of cool. And I've thought about, about releasing this version because I do think some people would like it. 
as an activity to do a couple times. It did not have near the replayability because there was there was no random setup at this point. So basically everyone always started by putting their low numbers in the, in the Northeast. And there was basically three different strategies. You could start in the Northeast, work down to Florida, cut across the South of the US, loop back up the coast and over to Michigan. You could do the same thing down the, down the Eastern seaboard, over to Texas, up through the Midwest, over across Montana and then down the side. Or you could try to start by hugging Canada, then down the West Coast, and then finally ending to through Florida and then into North Carolina. Or of course, those same three things, but backwards. Um, almost, every, sidebar here, almost everybody in this version of the game, again, with no initial setup, you were kind of free to, to choose where you wanted to start. And everybody almost chose to start in New England, almost every game, with little numbers on the, the east side, on the right side, working towards bigger numbers in the West, which if you think about it, it feels a little backwards from what you might guess because we read left to right. Um, so I guess it just shows you how pervasive this idea of Western expansion is in at least in US players' minds that they just naturally start on the East and then travel out West. So this game was too, too puzzly, too the same every time, and it was a little too long as well. Another minor problem we had at this point was that Alaska and Hawaii were still in the game and there was rules and there was dotted lines on how they connect, but um, they caused a lot of confusion and people always were forgetting them a lot and it added, added a lot of complication. So tomorrow I'll talk to you a little bit about the next steps of the game where we where I worked to get it out of the puzzle category and into the game category. See you tomorrow.